Hello listeners and welcome to the Afriwetu to World where we look to celebrate African history, people and culture by telling our story. One of the things that is important to Afriwetu is the story of our legends and their significance to us and how we link back to our roots and understand their impact on our story then and now. So today we have a legends show, which means it is a guest narrator show. And just for you listeners, I'm sharing a little more of my personal life again. We had my brother earlier on in the series. Check him out on episode 7, series 2, episode 7, Stories from Botswana. And today we then have, for the last legend of this series, I'm so excited as I have none other than my baby sister, my very own legend, Noni! much for coming onto the show and dialing in all the way from the you of the kid. So before I introduce you again, I just want to share a few things about you. I love doing this bit because, you know, people never know what I'm going to say about them. <laughs> a few things to share about the best sister in the world. She's an amazing mother to my darling niece and nephew. I have to give a shout out to my Shemeji Kiremi, who's a wonderful husband to her, or he may just catch a feeling. Cindy <laughs> Kabisa. Yeah. She's also been a cheerleader in the background for this crazy dream called Afriwetu and gasses me up at every opportunity. She and my brother have been such a support that it's not even, I can't even explain how much it means to me. She is a founding member of my sisterhood and is like that for her friends and family alike. She is a boss lady when it comes to her industry of finance and investment and has been killing it in that space as a black African woman in a Western male-dominated world, so I am very proud of all her achievements. She is a woman of great faith and a role model, and she's one of the very few in this world who can get away with a lot of cheek in my life, and trust me, her cheek is a lot. Anyway, hi, Nani! Hi! Hi, Nyambura, or Mona, or Madame Afriwetu. Hi! Welcome! Gosh, it's taken almost two years for you to be a guest on my show. <sighs> we need I to know, do I know. I mean, I, I was there from the beginning wanting really to be were. a guest, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but thank also. you so much. I am. I feel really privileged and honored to be on this fantastic show. I, I, I can't express how proud I am of you and, and what you have achieved. I think it's absolutely amazing. And I am excited and geared up for this. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sis. ready. You're ready. You're ready. So, I'm going to we're going to talk a little bit more about you after you read your legend story. But what I wanted to ask is uh did you want to tell us anything about your legend or do you want people to just tune in and listen to the story? Should we Well, I can say a couple of things. Go on. I mean, I think she's an she's an absolute marvelous lady. Um, she mm -hmm. has been mentioned, you know, throughout the ages yep. um, for her beauty, for her wealth, for her wisdom. Yep. So I think in that respect, she's she's absolutely fantastic. She's an African queen. Yes. You know, people try to give her different identities, like she's half Chinese, half elf, or goodness knows what. Right. But she is an African, East African queen, and I and I'm yeah. so proud of her. And and I think also for myself as a Christian, you know, the fact that Christ mentions her, I think is 
um, you know, is something that removes her from me as legend or myth to bona fide real woman <laughs> from the South. There so we go. I, I find it quite amazing. Yes. And you see, this is why I picked this story for you. Um, because she's, yeah, she's just legendary. Truly, the, t- the term legend. So before I hand over, first of all, Afriwatu, please check out um, the Afriwatu podcast, which was about the Aksum Empire in series two, episode 17 and 18, because she is a precursor to the Aksum Empire. And now a few facts about where this woman is from, which is Ethiopia, modern day Ethiopia. It is part of the wider Eastern African region. It used to be called Abyssinia and it changed its name to Ethiopia. It's capital Addis Ababa. It is landlocked. Hey, gosh, right? It is landlocked, <laughs> bordered by Somaliland to the northeast and Somali to the east. Yes, these are two separate nations, people. Then we go north and we find Eritrea and Djibouti. Then northwest is Sudan. Then moving right to the west is South Sudan. And finally coming down south is Kenya. Ethiopia is a multi-ethnic state with over 80 different ethnic groups and from the last count, at least 90 different languages. It has a number of official languages which include Amharic, Afar, Gez, Oromo, Somali and Tigrinya. Ethiopia is considered, this is my favorite thing, the birthplace of coffee. Would you believe it? And actually the, the coffee, how it is served and performed in front of guests is like a proper ritual, as formal as any other Asian tea ceremony. For millennia, Tigray's villagers used to live in ancient churches excavated from rock. And in fact, in an Ethiopian historian, Tewolde Medin Joseph in 1966 presented a list of 123 rock cut churches in this area which are even older than the monolithic churches in Lalibela, which is what everybody knows. Anyway, enough about that. I want to hand it over to my sister to read the story of our legend. The Queen of Sheba. I cannot wait to share this story with you. So let's get into it. Queen Makeda of Sheba is one of the most legendary women in world history. Stories of her reign over one of the most well-known civilizations, her wealth and her beauty have permeated every decade for hundreds of years. Many people know of the fabulous Queen Makeda through the famous story of her visit to King Solomon of Israel who was renowned for his wisdom as told in the Bible in 1 Kings chapter 10. Do have a read of the story if you don't know about it. But before we talk more about her and why her legend is so important, let us first understand a bit more about the African backdrop to her amazing story. Let us travel to the northern part of Tigray in modern-day Ethiopia. I love it when people say that on podcasts. It's here that the ancient land and civilization of Sheba is believed to have been. Ancient Arab Saba culture from across the Kebari and the ancient African-Egyptian civilizations all mention an African civilization of this nature. In addition, 
there have been archaeological finds that appear to support that Sheba was positioned here, such as the steely inscriptions of the sun and crescent moon, symbols said to be a calling card for the land of Sheba. The land is said to have been flush with spices, incense, and importantly, gold. An ancient gold mine was uncovered in the early 21st century in this very region, all of which were great sources of Sheba's wealth and fame. This area is also the origin of Ethiopian civilization, where the seat of the empire of Aksum was, an empire that ruled over African and Arab lands. Listen to series 2, episodes 17 and 18 to hear more about this amazing empire. It is these lands that Queen Makeda is believed to have ruled and later led her famous expedition to Jerusalem. The next section I'll call the Royal Visit. So there are various versions of the reason behind the Queen's visit, and these largely depend on whether you're reading the African, Jewish, Biblical or Islamic texts. With the Jewish and Islamic texts, the story is that Solomon, at the height of his power, was informed by a bird that there was a vast and wealthy land led by a wise and beautiful queen. Both versions then speak of how Solomon sent a messenger to her that she must submit to him and his religion. She responds by sending him lavish gifts and a message that she would travel to Jerusalem, probably to meet this dude who dares tell her, a mighty queen, to submit. I mean, honestly, how presumptuous, but quite frankly, how standard. Anyway, the African version is by far more interesting in my opinion, and so we're going to focus on that. It is recorded in the Kebrad Nagast, translated to mean the glory of the kings an Ethiopian historical text. Here at Afriwetu, we will use this as our main historical source for this episode. Now, let's dive in. Tamrin, a wealthy merchant from Sheba, returns home and tells Queen Makeda about a very wise and wealthy King Solomon of Judea. He spins a wonderful tale of all the sights and wonders he has seen, and this prompts Queen Makeda herself is said to be wise and a seeker of wisdom, to want to see and experience it for herself. Arrangements are made for her journey to Jerusalem so as to meet this wise King Solomon. I should add, this was not a journey of days or even weeks. You know, not like get a ticket, get on BA. Nope. This was more like an expedition which would take her years. Upon arrival into Jerusalem, Queen Makeda's entry into the holy city is described as full of pomp and with a great retinue, with camels bearing spices and much gold and precious stones. She then presents her gifts to the king, gifts befitting her kingdom and status. It is said that never again were so many spices brought in as those of the Queen of Sheba gave to Solomon. She is said to have been impressed by King Solomon, who was perfect in composure, wise in understanding, pleasant in graciousness, and commanding in stature. 
To test his much-touted wisdom, she asked him some really tough questions and riddles, which in all versions from African, Biblical, and Jewish texts, King Solomon is said to have answered with ease, proving his wisdom. To this, Queen Makeda proclaimed, In wisdom and wealth, you have far exceeded the report I've heard. That's in 1 Kings 10 verse 7. Accepting that he was indeed wise, she stays on a further six or so months as an honored guest of the king. Then the story gets super interesting. I'll call this part the seduction. According to the accounts, Solomon fell in love with Queen Makeda. I mean, who wouldn't? She was wise, wealthy, and a beautiful African queen. This was a foregone conclusion. It was standard. He tries to seduce her, but she resists him. He persists, and he tries another way, because there's always another way. He swears he will no longer pursue her and instead throws what probably was the party of the age, a huge banquet in her honor. But... And there is always a but. He will only keep his word of not to pursue her if she agrees not to take anything from his palace. I mean, that seemed easy enough. She's already wealthy. She really needs nothing materially from him. So she agrees. Later that night, Queen Makeda wakes up thirsty and is given a drink of water. At which point, King Solomon cunningly declares the oath broken. So sneaky and he seduces her and is finally victorious. So still, with the Ethiopic version of the story, Queen Makeda falls pregnant with Solomon's son, one Menelik I. Menelik meaning son of the wise. She then later returns to her kingdom. Menelik was to be the founder of the Solomonic dynasty that ruled the region for over seven centuries. The legend then goes that it was Menelik who went back to his fatherland and was given the Ark of the Covenant for safekeeping by King Solomon. And he brought it back to what is today modern-day Ethiopia, where it has been under the guard of Ethiopian Orthodox monks in the Church of St. Mark of Zion. The story of the Ark's whereabouts is till today one of the great debates, with no shortage of theories. But for Ethiopians, it's no mystery at all. To this date, the search for Sheba goes on. This land of gold and spices that was ruled by Queen Makeda. This African queen story has and continues to enthrall many with books, art, music and film. The Bible speaks of her in not one, but two books. In the Gospel of Matthew 12:42, when speaking in relation to Jesus, Christ, Jesus says, The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. The presence of an African queen visiting the Middle East is something that has been recorded, telling of her wealth, beauty and the power she yielded. Although she was shrouded in mystery to the rest of the world, in Ethiopian history, she has a very clear legacy. She is the mother of the Solomonic dynasty led by her son Menelik I, a dynasty that continued up until Emperor Haile Selassie. 
the last emperor of Abyssinia, who died in AD 1975. The end. Yay! Well done! Well done, well done, well done. Thank you, Noni. You see, I knew this was a story for you. Honestly, I really did. But before we start chatting, what was your best bit about this tale? I think it was her pursuit of wisdom, you know, that she knew there was something else out there that a person that was very wise and that she could learn from and then sets on this expedition that took, what, three to anywhere between three to seven years. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. And I think um, from what I've read, uh, you know, King Solomon was I mean, he had very many people who wanted to visit him from dignitaries from across the Middle East and did visit him. And the Queen of Sheba's visit is one of, is the most celebrated visit. Um, so I think, you know, her coming with the pomp and ceremony of that only an African can put only. together, I think is only. absolutely amazing. <laughs> I think if nothing else, just that pomp and ceremony is enough proof that she was an African queen. If nothing yes, else. thank you. Just the extraness that Never was there. Never to be outdone. Never to be outdone. That, that in itself is proof enough for me that she was an African queen. Actually, because I think, I don't know, because I, I, I was reading this story and I was doing the research on it. And in my head, when I was writing the script, I was like, there's only one person who's going to be able to do this justice. And that was you. Because I thought, A, woman of faith, but B, just the excessive <laughs> nature of the public ceremony. I mean, she was ceremony. so extra. Right? She was so extra. I just, just you know, and she like, came in, you can imagine like with Vigele Gele, dancers, elephants, <laughs> I don't know, cheetahs. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, this, right? Exactly. And a, a loose leopard or something somewhere. Yes. Be like I read, one of, one of the things that I read was that she, when, when, when like an advance party to Solomon was, I don't know, like, tens of guys who were born on the same day and who are all wearing purple robes who went to give him a message like 70 something like it was a crazy number i was like really it's excess yeah, i mean <laughs> exactly like she comes with a serious rider you know like this is right? what when i arrive <laughs> this is what i want when i arrive it's not m ms we're not talking about red and blue m ms no no, no, no i no, needed no, no, like a, a palace to house my <laughs> village of entourage you know thank you it's like m ms nini no 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 what do you mean i only want sprite what is sprite no <laughs> And, and yeah. also something else, like if you if you think about it, the, the, the length of her journey there, that was one way, right? She still had to come back home. And so she must have been in so much control of her kingdom that she could go for a couple of years. She's like, okay, I'm out, guys. Take care. <laughs> yes. Please, I want to find a kingdom and, when and, I come and back. And we'll come back. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a powerful woman. You know? Exactly. And there are so many examples of powerful African queens. I can't wait to just keep telling more stories. There's so many more coming next year. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, and then the other, the other thing that I really like about this story is because I just love Ethiopians in that sense. It's like, you know what? You people can talk about whatever it is. You want to say she's a myth, whatever. For us, not only that, the Ark of the Covenant is here. <laughs> in the church St. Mark's of Mount I, Zion I, 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 I fully agree 
and and you know just you know to 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 plug my life please I plug your life i have been to one said place called ethiopia and addis ababa <laughs> i have seen her people <laughs> no i mean and when you talk about it's it's uh, it's such a beautiful country it's like the the landscape and the people are amazing uh, as well as the food so I think also being and and as a Kenyan, you know, they we are liked, which is which is always a nice thing. So <laughs> is nice, right? When, it's always a nice thing <laughs> when we're welcome to, to be welcomed in uh, as a, as a foreigner. So, you know, it's um it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful country and beautiful people. So so seeing also where she was from and being connected to it, I think is is quite amazing. So thank you. Thank you for this story and for letting me read it. Let me tell you something. I think about these things. You want to tell the people a little bit more about yourself now that we're there? I know, right? I'm with you, girl. I'm with you, girl. <laughs> about myself, well, what can I say? I mean, I am the, you know, to Madame Afriwetu. I am her baby sister. I'm the last one. So please, if you ever see me, don't ask who is older. It's offensive. <laughs> but um, I'm the last of three, um, of which we share two wonderful parents. Um, I... I currently live in London so I very much miss you know the connection to to Kenya and to Africa but thankfully my job has had me traveling in and out of the continent for very many years um I love African history not as much as Mona who for a whole childhood would really bore us with African history but now it's exciting. <laughs> now <laughs> it's like oh, so all of the you see all those decades, Noni, they were, were coming all to something. All those decades, yeah, they, yeah. they were they were for yeah. something because yeah. she'd really bore us. And <laughs> but then when I look back, you know, I spent so much of my childhood reading about King Henry, Isabella, and Ferdinand of Spain, and the, and the <laughs> Dutch empires, etc. So actually, learning African history is, I think, is so essential and so important. You know, we we need to. You, I've had so many of your other, you know, guests say the same thing. But we, it's so important that that we know our history. And I and I pray to God that you know, as one of the the pioneers of also making it kind of quenchable by anyone and not too academic so people yeah. don't read it um, and I think and I hope this kind of gets into like our school systems and we learn more about you know not just like what I learned was Gikuyu and Mobi and the and the girls but you know also further afield in ancient African history would be wonderful Actually, thank you. Thank you, honey. But yes, I think you're underselling yourself. So my sister, and I'm saying this is a proud, proud big sister moment, is her work that has been on our continent because her work was focused on building our continent, building the infrastructure, helping in terms of financing. Like she has done an amazing job. So she has been doing her bit for our continent in a very practical financial way so kudos to you noni for constantly keeping us and our people elevated in terms of making sure that we have the infrastructure we have the finances to build some of the things because you know and literally you're just basically returning what was taken from us in a much better way <laughs> like you know <laughs> she's 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 yeah she's so well done because there are a lot of projects which wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for you so Girl, you need Aww. to toot your own horn. That's very kind. Yes. That's very One kind. One of them being in Ethiopia. You see? I'm telling let me tell you something. Nafikria is if you to sana. Nafikria sana. 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 
And yes, shout out to our parents. Um, we are we are truly children of East Africa, uh, between Kenya yes. and Tanzania, <laughs> and you know those regions. So um, and and shout out to my father who really, 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 really did instill that history thing in us. To be fair, and, and he listened very, to your boring and stories and now right. and encouraged you. And and, and here we are and here with we are. a full podcast. A full podcast. And then our mother, who is so proud of her roots. My gosh. If you guys think rooted in our story, let, let me tell you something. That comes from one mother of ours, basically, who is very proud of her roots and constantly used to remind us as children. So, And for that, we are thankful, mom. Thank you, mom. <laughs> yes. Um, the other thing I was going to say is uh, you also have an interesting interest when it comes to African women in terms of our care. Oh, our care. Yes, our so care. So one of my my joys, and really, I spend way too much time on it, given I don't have a monetary interest in this, <laughs> but <laughs> is the self care of women. And by self care, I do not mean anything deep like the psychological self care. I am talking. <laughs> <laughs> the, I am talking about what's on the outside. <laughs> and that includes, you know, skin care, hair, hair care, um, body care and clothing. Because I, I just find it so fascinating. So I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to, to find a way of, of bringing, I'd say, more knowledge to how we take care of our skin and our hair. And also taking our knowledge and taking it outside of our community, outside of Africa or, or people of African origin and showing people how better to take care of their skin and their hair and their bodies. Because I think we have, as Africans, so much to offer. It, you know, we have everything like Korean beauty. We have, all know about Western beauty, but we also have African beauty and our products and they work. No, this is true. And actually, the reason why I braise it here is because as as it might seem fickle to people, but considering how much we as Africans or people who, uh, sorry, Africans and brown people have not had a lot in terms of boosting our look, in terms of boosting what it is we look like and celebrating our natural beauty. It is mm -hmm. important because I think sometimes uh, when you see some of the stories of young men and women who are either bleaching or who are taking all sorts of pills or who are trying to augment themselves to look something that is other than them. Western ideal. Actually, yeah, yes. Western ideal. It really, really does. It really does affect the psyche of that generation. So I think it is important. And it's one of those things which, as I say, it just helps to build morale in any way, which way we can. So thank you, Noni, for... for no, and thank you. Thank you for um, putting me on blast, which means I actually yeah. have to do this now. Yes, you do now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so thanks. So do, can people follow you anywhere, like with your skincare thing? Or do you want us to share it with the people on our socials when it is up and ready? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? What can you 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 you're free to follow it. It has about seven different posts. That's okay. But it's lady it's lady Abadez on Instagram, um, and obviously, God willing, there will be a lot more content coming your way. Yes, <laughs> yes. Do you, do you remember how Africa started? You were there when it started. I was there. You know, I was there, and um, 
But you are you are amazingly organized. You are committed. You know you are you are great for, for what you did. And you know and 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 honestly, to to I think to to do what you have done in such a short amount of time. You know to build a team around you. I mean, like I love the music and the production that Lee shout out to Lee. Um, Puts to puts together. I think is it's it's such high quality. It's so good. The amount of podcasts I have listened to on the train, and I'm squashing my earphones into my ear to, to hear what they're saying. You know, but and this is aside from content. It's just amazing, right? But, so I think you know some people are saying really good things, but nobody can hear you. Nobody can hear you. Nobody can hear. So you. nobody cares. And and to be honest, like these scripts that you you put together, they're you know it's easy for us who are like editing to be like oh do, 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 do. I would use you know it apostrophe s rather than it is and you know and and um, it's it's very easy to do that but the the work that has to go into this and for you to get like historical accuracy, I think is absolutely amazing and it's hard hard work you know from from your sister to your to your listeners that. She's spent. She's burning midnight oil. She's reading text upon text upon text, and then to make it into like you know these short and uh, relatable stories. I think it's it's a lot of hard work that you put into it. So we're very very proud of you, me and David, because we both would never be have been able to do that. So we thank God for you. <laughs> we know our talents. You know your talents. <laughs> We know our talents. Oh, thank you, sis. I think we're going to end here before okay. Lee drops off his chair with, with laughter. Um, so, do you want to give one last word to the people before we sign off? <laughs> so, thank you, people, for listening to me um, and to the more importantly, the story of Queen Makeda. And thank you to you, Nyambura Mona. Who who do you go by? Why are you and David like this also? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Exactly because, he because, because he's like, Mona Nyambura, who, whoever, who, whatever who you go you? by now. It's like, who are you? I'm B- Mona Nyambura. Like, just, it's okay. Are you telling me also Rachel, Raquel, and wow. Daisy? Wow. Yes. Let's throw that in. Okay, we are so, leaving. <laughs> Maito, thank you very much uh, for having welcome. me on. It's really been an honor and a privilege. I cannot wait when that Netflix special <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, look at her in 2021 and you know and he and you'll be like on oprah and she'll be explain you'll be explaining how this all started i can't oh, wait thank you i'm here for the lips. ride you're here for the ride <laughs> from your lips to god's ears thank you so much for being for closing out with this wonderful legend and for doing such an amazing job anyway that was a real fun listen to be honest i can't wait for the final product um but thank you and obviously you're welcome anytime i'm sure people ask for you to come back uh give huge hugs to my people there uh thank you all afriwetu people for tuning in and until next time mubarikiwe